The Jimmy IV Sexy Cool Lounge is an inspirational podcast spreading positive energy and only good vibes into the universe through personal discovery, empowerment, and self-love awareness. Now, please join me in the Sexy Cool Lounge with our creator and host, Jimmy IV. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, wherever you might be listening to this episode. And may your vibe be cruising at an altitude that is so sexy cool. So as always at the beginning of every episode, right? If you're new to the Sexy Cool Lounge, thank you. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Go back and check out any episode between 1 and 66, with this being episode number 67, y'all. We've had some amazing guests come through the studio. We've talked about some really cool empowering and inspiring topics, right? So I'm sure that there's something that will fuel your soul in our catalog, right? Check us out at www.sexycoollounge.com. If you're on social media, you can check us out at Sexy Cool Lounge on Instagram. And you can definitely follow the podcast on any one of your major podcast platforms. We're on pretty much all of them, all right? Uh, I want to give a shout out once again, to Egypt. Egypt is the latest country with a downloaded episode of the Sexy Cool Lounge podcast that takes us to 53 countries, 516 cities around the world that have downloaded an episode of the Sexy Cool Lounge podcast. So thank you once again, y'all, for helping to spread positive energy and good vibes only around the world and making Sexy Cool Lounge what it is and what it will continue to be moving forward. I love your positive energy. Thank you so much, all right? So on this episode, I wanted to take a minute and flip things a little bit, all right? And what I mean is you guys are familiar with me as the host of a Sexy Cool Lounge, right? But there are those rare occasions when I get a chance to be a guest. So I had an opportunity to be a guest on a podcast called 19 Stories from Fear to Hope. And it's by Cheryl Holland. And you guys may be familiar with her on the Sexy Cold Lounge because Cheryl has been a guest on episode number 22, which was straightening your crown on days that it's crooked. But she was also my special podcast guest host for my birthday episode, episode 37. And that was living in our truth and authenticity. So I had a chance to be on her show and her show is 19 stories is about men and women working in various creative endeavors, having overcome extraordinary things in their everyday lives, okay? And Cheryl and her guests, they talk about their challenges, successes, and the tools that they use to press on and press through their fears and move on to a future filled with hope. So I had a chance to be a guest on her show, and I'd like to share that episode with you guys, right? So sit back, relax, and enjoy 
and check out uh, my conversation with Cheryl. We talk about family, dreams, heartache. Uh, we talk about hope. Uh, we actually talk about mind and bodybuilding, okay? Yeah, previous thing that I did uh, in a past life. Um, she talks to me about my good vibes only passion for the 5M movement. But uh, she also pulled out a nugget out of me with fear, right? Something that I haven't talked to you guys about. Um, and I haven't really shared, if you will, on uh, any podcast platform or social media. So uh, sit back and relax, and I hope you enjoy it. When I speak to my listeners, I don't speak in a way that I don't know what I'm talking about. I speak from experience, which is maybe why sometimes I'm really passionate about what I say, because I've lived it. You sit on your dreams, or are you, are you waking up, and are you trying to chase them? I did that. For three and a half years, I sat on this podcast venture. And then once I had the confidence to just get up and do it, the rest is history. But I know what it feels like to sit on something because you're not sure of it. At some point, you just have to do it. You just got to do it. Don't overthink it. Just do it. Disinformation is spreading. There will be a we surprise so outbreak. Is the issue of pandemic no social distancing at all? They said that they would express their concerns um, about the mask supplies. Where's the mask? Where's the gloves? A second wave is we all need some good news. A message for all the healthcare workers out there. Thank you. From Santa Rosa, California, this is 19 Stories. I'm Cheryl Holling. My guest, Jimmy IV, is the host and creator of The Sexy Cool Lounge, an inspirational podcast spreading positive energy and good vibes through personal discovery, empowerment, and self-love awareness. He believes everyone needs a reminder once in a while to love themselves, love others, and show support to one another. His genuine, unique, and uplifting podcast discusses self-confidence, and putting good vibes into the universe so you can get good vibes back. Let's get some good vibes into our day by welcoming Jimmy IV to 19 Stories. Hello, hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. Uh, thank you for joining me, Jimmy. How are you doing today? Everything is good. I can't complain. Thank you for having me on your show. Well, you're very welcome. And I would love to know whereabouts you are joining me from. I am in. Harrisburg, PA, Pennsylvania, United States of America. Well, thank you uh, for the very thorough geographic <laughs> so identification. That so that there's no mistaking, you know, exactly where my location is. Okay. Well, given that Hurricane Ida just came through Pennsylvania, how are you doing with all of that? And how close were you to her visit? I was very close to her visit, but thank you that I wasn't like in the zero portion of it, like like the, the bullseye. So we got a lot of rain and wind, but nothing near what happened like up in Philly and in New York. So, you know, I count my blessings that we didn't get the brunt of it. We just caught like the outskirts of it. But 150 mile an hour winds is still 150 mile an hour winds. So you're going to feel something from that and get some crazy rain. but. Other than that, uh, I was fortunate. Thank you. 
watching it on the news, you tend to think that everybody within its range has been taken out. So how wonderful you came through it. And I understand that you just came back from visiting the Florida Keys. Yeah, I was in the Florida Keys. And can I just say, uh, if you haven't been to the Florida Keys, you need to go. Put it on your bucket list. Warm weather, 80 degrees tops and higher. Sunshine. The water is just like amazing down there. People are fantastic. Everybody was still, you know, working through the the COVID protocols and stuff like that. You know, sidestep that. And it was a beautiful trip, beautiful trip. And reality sets back in and you have to come back home, but I will be going back. Yeah. Was that your first time to the Keys? It was. Yeah. I've heard about it being just really one of the places on earth that you need to visit. And I'm happy to hear that the protocols were being adhered to. And how are you doing where you're at in Pennsylvania with the protocols? Protocols here are you don't have to wear a mask uh, except for when you are in like the restaurants. Um, Gyms are not going through the protocol anymore. So I think we're at like a yellow. We're not at a red. But I've been vaccinated, but I still practice safe distance, use a mask when uh, necessary. And I try not to be in places where there's a lot of people or enclosed environments with a lot of people. So I'm still trying to do my part in this whole uh, pandemic. Do what we can to stay safe and healthy and also pass that on to other people as well. So, Jimmy (laughs) Ivy. You and I became acquainted through another podcaster who has a group on one of the social media sites. And some of my listeners may know that I was a recent guest on your wonderful podcast. Yeah. And I'd like you to expand upon the concept of Sexy Cool Lounge a little more and why you started it and where the inspiration for the name came from. Sexy Cool is how you feel about yourself. And it's all about your inner vibe. And what I mean by that is there are a lot of people in this world who don't have the opportunity to feel good about themselves. I came up with this platform of wanting to like reach out to people. And how was I going to do that? How was I going to like get my voice out there, my unique authenticity out to people? So I said, "Mm, what is it about people that is always a good vibes only, right? So sexy cool is a level of a frequency or a vibe in my world where no matter what you do, you're always feeling good about yourself. And no matter what happens, no matter what negative vibe comes your way, it bounces off of you. It's an air of self-confidence that you have. And I want more people to have that if you like are in the business world and let's say you just aced out a presentation, and you walk out of that room knowing that you rocked it. That Mm -hmm. feeling is sexy cool. (laughs) I want you to have that feeling all the time, not just because you did something good. You should be feeling that way all the time about yourself. And once you do that, once you reach that level, it exudes out from inside out. And people gravitate to that. People love that feeling. It's something about it. They can't put their finger on it, but they want to be around you. They want to feel that energy that you're like projecting out. So how it all started was my dad passed away in 2014 of uh, a particular cancer, which only 2% of the world have. I'm sorry. But yeah. Oh, thank you. 
But what I realized during her service was the amount of people that came out to pay respects to my dad, right? A lot of people. I mean, my dad was a teacher at one point. My dad has been in the post office for a considerable amount of years. So he's touched a lot of people in different ways throughout his journey in life. So when he passed, between the service and the funeral, I was amazed at how many people came out to uh, show their their respect, but also just to have kind words about how my dad touched their lives. Mm. And it wasn't all the same. It wasn't all just postal workers or people that were on my dad's mail route. It was people from when he was a teacher or colleagues or neighborhood people. It was so diverse. And I was like, wow. I said to myself, if I ever get a chance to uh, do something, I want to do it in a way that touches people so that my dad could look down on me and know that I tried to make a difference in the same way that my dad tried to make a difference. So that's what inspired me to like go down this podcast route. Now, that being said, as a backdrop, it took me maybe three, three and a half years to muster up the confidence to make all this happen. It's been in the back of my mind for a while, sure. But I didn't have the confidence that I would be good enough to do a podcast. So I sat on it. And there came a point in time where I got tired of sitting on my dream. Yes. And I decided it was time to make it happen. Put up or shut up. Okay? (laughs) Yes. So when I speak to my listeners, I don't speak in a way that I don't know what I'm talking about. I speak from experience, which is maybe why sometimes I'm really passionate about what I say, because I've lived it. You sit on your dreams or are you, are you waking up and are you trying to chase them? I did that for three and a half years. I sat on this podcast venture. And then once I had the confidence to just get up and do it, the rest is history. But I know what it feels like to sit on something because you're not sure of it. At some point, you just have to do it. You just got to do it. Don't overthink it. Just do it. And I think that goes with a lot of things in life that we overanalyze to the point to where we just don't do it. To me, it happened to be podcasting as an inspiration from my dad. But how many other people in this world sit on their dreams because they overanalyze it or they don't feel like they're good enough to make their dreams come true? It's interesting that you shared that because I think you know, and thank you for sharing that story about your father. He sounds like he was a wonderful man, and it leads exactly into my next question. But before I ask you that, I just want to comment on you know the three and a half years. It's interesting because I've met a lot of podcasters now that I'm in the podcasting space, and you are as well. That is a common theme with podcasters, but you mentioned it in in the greater context of how everybody sits on their dream, whether it's a podcast or something else. But that whole thing of you need to be perfect before you come out of the gate, as opposed to progress over perfection. Thank you for touching on that. And on one of your social media sites, you have a letter, this beautiful letter entitled To My Hero. And the hero that you're referring to is your father that you just spoke of. Yeah. And you're voicing, you're also voicing a YouTube video of a storyboard animated story of your father and how he showed up for you in an unexpected way through a card game. 
And I would love for you to share that story if you wouldn't mind doing so. Absolutely. I would love to share it. So the way the, uh, the story goes, and then I'll get into the animated portion of it, because the animated portion was a gift to me from a fellow podcaster, Lee Hopkins, Patterns of Possibilities. So the story is my dad lived in a particular part of Maryland, about 45 minutes from where I was living at the time. And it was my birthday. So my dad drove up to celebrate my birthday. And at the time I was dating someone who invited a bunch of people to the house. So we had a lot of uh, people, friends, uh, some coworkers of a place that I was working back back in the day. And then my dad drove up. So the way the story is, the owner of the business that I was working at was one of those type of guys where he really liked to talk a whole lot of trash. Didn't matter what he was doing. It could be sports. It could be cards. It could be anything. He was just a trash talker. So mm. he comes to the party and... Sounds somehow, like a wonderful guest. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, listen, he, he, he's a really nice guy. We'll give you the shirt off his back. But when it comes to competitiveness, he's a trash talker. Okay. 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 So, so somehow or another, the idea to play cards, spades, came up. So we went down in the basement, we put up a card table, folding chairs, and started to pair off with partners. So when you play spades, you have a partner. They sit across from you at the card table, and then the other team sits across from each other right next to you. So in the game of spades, me and my partner were just getting like pummeled by my owner at the time and his partner. And he was just talking trash, just talking trash. I mean, we couldn't win a hand in that game if we had paid for one. Okay. So my dad, back in his day, you know, he's from that era where they didn't go to clubs. They didn't do anything. They, their social gatherings were Friday nights and Saturday nights of getting together at people's houses, playing cards, listening to some good soulful music mm -hmm. and having a couple of drinks. That was his era. So playing cards, my dad is the best at it. So, <laughs> so he's looking over my shoulder while I'm playing cards just not saying anything, no emotions, no nothing. He's just letting me get my butt beat. I mean, hard. So at the end of the game, again, trash talker, he's just all over the place, blah, 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 blah. He then says, hey, Jimmy's dad, do you play cards? You want to play? Oh, never should have done that. Why, yes, you know, maybe I do. <laughs> well, I play a little bit. My dad played it down. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I just play a little bit, you know, every now and then. Well, why don't you come on, sit on down and play? Ooh, now you really invited my dad to play. Okay. So my dad sat in my seat and played with my partner. Long story short of this is my dad beat him so bad in this card game that the owner said, hey, when is your dad coming back to town so we can play another game of cards? Because he only played him once. He would not play him again. He got up from the table and decided to go do something else. So he left him with that reminder of getting his his butt beat so bad that even going back to work the following days, when the owner would see me, he would say, hey, when's your dad coming back up? Get your dad up so we can play another game. He's that competitive. Yeah. He's thinking he's going to turn the situation around and show him really how it's done. Right? Right. Fast forward a couple of months. It's around the holidays. And I just happened to ask my dad, say, hey, you know, the owner is really like chomping at the bit for you to come back and play cards. I said, but dad, I got to ask you, you know, what, 
what 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 was it about that card game, man? I mean, you were like throwing down some some cards like you had a little bit of umph behind it. And at the time I was 45, 46, 45, maybe 47. Uh, 45, yeah. And my dad looked at me because he never said anything about the card game again. But he looked at me when I asked him and he said, you never let anyone beat up on your kids. Mm. And I thought that that was like the most profound statement that a parent could say to their child, even though their child is a grown adult. Yeah. You think that when you become an adult, you've learned life enough to manage through it. And you do. But there are always lessons that a parent can always teach their kid, no matter how old their kid gets. So here it is, my birthday party, and my dad is still looking at me as his kid and somebody is whooping up on his kid in just a card game. Just a card game. To the point to where my dad sat down and gave that guy in this card game a whooping of his life. To the point (laughs) to where this man, during work hours would come and ask me, when is my dad coming back to play cards? And my dad played him once, got up from the table, and never played him again, all right? And never it said anything to me about it. He never said anything like, yeah, that was for you, and and ah, da, da, da. My dad wasn't rah-rah like that. But if I asked him, he was going to tell me the truth. I finally asked him, and I said, dad, what, what gives? And he looked at me, and he just said, you never let anyone beat up on your kids, And I I was speechless. I didn't have any words for it because I was like, wow, that's my dad. And even as a grown adult, my dad is still like kicking down doors to save the day, which is how I envisioned him as a kid. That's the bond I had between me and my dad, right? And I just want other people through that story, if they've never had someone in their life that is willing to kick down a door for them, save the day in whatever heroic vision you want to have of of that person. But that's what my dad was to me. So I refer to my dad as my hero, even as a kid. And even to this day, I speak of my dad in the sense of he's my hero, you know? So the animated story came about, I had someone on my podcast and I then went on their podcast. Okay. And I told the story, same way I'm telling it to you. And at the end of that story, and we finished up the, the, the episode, he calls me uh, about two or three weeks later, says, hey, I have something for you and I'm going to send it over to you. So, okay. He didn't tell me what it was and I didn't ask him to do that. He did that on his own. Wow. That animated, don't know what you call, animated whiteboard, I think it's called. Yes. Yeah. Storyboard, whiteboard. Storyboard. Yeah. yeah. He did that for me of his own free will. I didn't ask him to do it. I didn't know anything about it. I kept that story in my head and I have a a picture of that moment of my dad looking over my shoulder. I didn't know what that moment was really going to be throughout the rest of my life. Someone just happened to take that picture. And at the time during the birthday party or a couple of days later, they sent it to me. Right. And it just shows you how the universe looks out for you in ways that you don't even know in the moment of how you will appreciate things in the future. Never knew what that moment was going to be. And I sat on that story for the longest time. Very few people I ever told that story to because it was about my hero, my dad, right? But it came out and I sent him a copy of the picture to say, hey, here's, a, here's the picture of the story that I'm telling about my dad. And then he took the story and turned it into this animated story whiteboard 
visual thing. And I didn't want to look, I, I mean, I saw the email come through when I was at work. Okay. And I knew I couldn't look at it then. So when I got home, I was able to put it on my TV and look at it in real time. And I just cried because now I have a visual documentation of one of the greatest stories that means something to me on a personal level. And it's documented. It's not just in my head anymore. It's not just something that I can share in a picture. And if you don't know the picture, you, you can't get the visual. Now it's in visual form. Mm-hmm. And true to form, it is exactly like my dad. And it's just, it, it's amazing. So if you get a chance to check it out, I, I, yeah, it's on YouTube and it's also uh, on my website. It's remarkable that someone would take the time, energy, and effort to do that. And then that means it obviously impacted him to, you know, to want to share that in a visual way. And what a beautiful relationship you had with your father, because as you mentioned, not everybody has that. Like on Father's Day or Mother's Day, and it's important to recognize that people don't always have that kind of relationship with their mom or dad, but there's heroes in our life. And I would venture to say that getting this presentation of the visual expression of your story, you know, that's that's kind of a, a hero. That's someone else who cares enough to to share some love. So in your letter to your father, you mentioned the 5M movement. What exactly is the 5M movement? The 5M movement actually started out like this. When I first started the podcast, the first thing I wanted to do was say, okay, my vision is I want to make $5 million, all right? Mm-hmm. So 5M. As I kind of got to grow into this, that changed very quickly and it became 5 million people that I want to touch. Mm. Okay. It went from $5 million to 5M, meaning 5 million people I want to touch through my voice, through like-minded voices like yours who come through the Sexy Cool Lounge and share the connections throughout the world. So 5M movement would be attaining 5 million vibes in this universe, having been connected through the hub, if you will, of Sexy Cool Lounge through voices of positivity, through voices of inspiration, and just having a flair of sexy coolness. Because there are a lot of people in this world who will never be inspired because of their environment, because of people chirping in their ears about, oh, you can't do that. You're not good enough. And they will never live out their dreams. So I'm here to say, you can live out your dreams. And if you don't know what your dream is, if you don't know what inspires you, Come on over here to Sexy Cool Lines. We'll figure it out together. Because everybody, as long as you're breathing on this earth, you deserve to be happy and you deserve the opportunity to know what it feels like to be loved and to love yourself, if nothing else. Because Mm -hmm. there were a lot of people in my life who gave me love, who showed me what self-love is about, who gave me the opportunity to feel good vibes only and positive energy. And I feel like that life has come full circle, if you will. And it would be selfish of me to not try to reach someone in the same manner that somebody had reached me. So there you go. It's paying it forward. And if there was ever a time where we need really positive energy and love and awareness of, because it's hard to love other people if you don't love yourself. And it sounds Mm -hmm. vain. And I know that's not what you're speaking of. Self-love has nothing to do with vanity. It has to do with recognizing how beautifully and wonderfully we're made so that we can empower other people to feel the same. And can you imagine 
if there was more of that in our world right now. Yeah. And I want to ask you, Jimmy, because it's clear that your message is one of positivity, love, and hope. And of course, I'm all about hope, moving from fear to hope. Mm -hmm. But I'm curious if there's anything that does make you fearful. And if so, what faith or tools, in addition to your podcast, do you use to pull you through it? I'm fearful every day of not being good enough, as crazy as that sounds. Mm -hmm. Okay? Every day. I mean, I wake up the same way everybody else wakes up. I put my pants on the same way everybody else puts their pants on. But if you're asking me to be a little vulnerable right now, then here it is. And hear it from the horse's mouth. I wake up every day thinking that I'm not good enough. Okay? And I have to remind myself of all the love that's been through my life and my journey. My grandmama, my mama, my hero, my dad, my friends those that are in my corner that have supported me through anything and everything that I've ever wanted to do in life with nothing asked for in return. So I get up and I do what I do. And I'm reminded to never forget where I come from and to always make sure that I reach out to somebody else. What gets me through that? Faith. Trusting the journey through the universe at this stage in my life. Because I've been on both sides. Okay, There were times when I had nothing. I know what that feels like to not have some change in your pocket. Yeah. But now I'm good. My dad always said, keep a little something for yourself because you never know when you might need it. Yeah, exactly. My grandmama always left a light on. No matter where you are in this world, no matter what you do, if you need to come home, you come right back here. Mm. So fast forward, yeah, I'm fearful of not being good enough. I have this podcast now. Yeah. It's my baby. It's, 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 it's my world. And sometimes I have to pinch myself. Is it really real? You know, so I'm fearful of not being good enough. I'm confident in what I do, but there's always an edge to, am I good enough? And I work through that, through just the belief, trusting my journey, and just having the confidence within myself to say, hey, don't overanalyze this. You're going to be good today. And as long as I stay positive with that, I have an amazing day. (laughs) If I choose to let things really get at me, then there you go. But I don't let things get at me anymore. But do I have a little bit of fear? Absolutely, I do. I would be lying if I said I didn't. I'm human just like everybody else is. I just choose to focus my energy all in good vibes only and positiveness and keep surrounding myself with people who are like-minded like that. So all of the other stuff, even though sometimes it kind of creeps in the back of your mind just for a minute, but there's so much positive energy in my head and in my soul It doesn't have time to fester, to like change the course of my journey, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. And I I really appreciate you being vulnerable because I think what's important when people hear the message of positivity and good vibes and as if somehow that's Pollyanna, somehow you just have to put on this fake representation of yourself and you never get affected by anything in life. And you just explained it so beautifully that, no, you're a human being. You're going to feel all the stuff that life presents. But what are you putting your focus on? And the one thing that I, I read from a couple of different people, but when people talk, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I don't have to. It's like, well, who makes your calendar? Right. Or I feel so terrible. You know, I just don't feel good today, which happens. We don't feel good, you know, on Taze. But um, what did you eat last night? Well, 
I sat down with half a gallon of ice cream and I had some cookies and chocolate syrup on top of it and, you know, a treat once in a while. But you got to think of, you know, what you put in, whether it's what you read or what you eat or what you think about. I mean, that's a new concept. We choose what we think about. (laughs) Thank you for expanding upon that. And yes, for being a little bit vulnerable. And Jimmy, I got to say, you definitely have a bit of intrigue and mystery around you as (laughs) you don't post a lot of personal info about you other than the beautiful letter that you wrote about your father and to your father. I did, however, happen to come across a picture where you won a trophy in a bodybuilding contest. Mm. Mm, yeah, you put it out wow, there. People you have see really it. done your homework. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we're talking, right? We're yeah, talking. We are. We're just vibing. Absolutely. So is that a world that you're currently part of, and are you still competing? So is it a world that I'm a part of? I'll always be a part of bodybuilding, right? So... Bodybuilding came about through personal training, right? I was a personal trainer for about six years. And through that, I evolved into a personal goal to want to be better, okay? Bodybuilding is about perfect, chasing perfection, right? So it's, uh, there was a point in time in my life when I, want, when I was a perfectionist, and that was the best way for me to have an outlet for that energy of striving for perfection, right? So the bodybuilding community is a beautiful community. I think there are times when people have a misconception about it, and I understand why. But if you're in that community, there's a lot of love, there's a lot of support, there is a lot of just genuine camaraderie. So I got out of bodybuilding when my grandmama passed in 2000. And I felt like because I had put so much into that endeavor, that I kind of forgot where home was for a moment because I knew my my grandmama was sick, right? So when she passed, I was training out in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I was a personal trainer out there. And I'll never forget the day. My mama called the gym that I was working at and asked to speak to me, which was unusual, but okay. And she says, I need you to come home. We got a situation. I'm booking you on the next flight out. I need you to pack your bags and get to the airport. I was like, okay. So I get to the airport, fly home. My dad and my mama meet me at the airport. I thought this was really unusual. Okay. So I get in the back seat and they're like, you know, grandmama is sick. She's at the hospital. So we're going to go to the hospital. Now I grew up in the area that we drive into. So I know the roads and I know where the hospitals are. So we kept down the street and passed the exit for the hospital. I'm like, well, where are we going? And they said, well, we're going to go to the house first. Now, in my mind, I'm like, well, wait a minute. You had me come all the way back to Maryland. <laughs> Say that <laughs> we're, we're going the, to the Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're in the car, but we're not going to the hospital. We're going straight to the house. All right. So fast forward. We get to the house. We get in the house. And then that's when my dad breaks down. I've never seen my dad cry ever in life. Mm-hmm. You understand? I've never seen him cry. Yeah. And he just said that grandmama had passed. Oh, Jimmy. And they didn't want to tell me that on the phone. They didn't want to tell me that in Indianapolis. Waited till I got home in the house. She had passed away from a heart attack, right? And my dad was just bawling, right? I've never seen my dad, like like my dad, my hero. I've never seen him be vulnerable like that. And it taught me something, that it was okay 
to have moments of vulnerability. Can't be tough guy all the time, but just know when to break down and who to break down around because yeah. that's your inner circle. Yeah. Right? Long story short on that is after 20, after 2000, I quit. Now, just to give backdrop, I was never professional. I was always amateur and it was all natural. Right? But I quit. May I, felt, I ask, when you say all natural, it wasn't, uh, you didn't have steroids or... Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. okay. Yeah, everything, every supplement was over the counter, okay? Something that you could buy in, you know, a, a supplement shop or, or something like that. So I quit. I was like, done, all right? And I stayed at home for about two weeks. I canceled all of my uh, personal training appointments and I took care of my dad. My dad was just a, he was a mess. And I'll never forget that because that's like one of the only times that I've ever seen my dad like a mess in life, right? Took care of my dad, made sure that he was good. And then I went back two weeks later to my job, personal training, and it said, time for me to go home. I got to take care of my dad. So that whole thing about my grandmama throughout life saying, you can always come home, right? Well, now it's time for me to come home, take care of my dad, because he just lost his mama and I lost my yeah. grandmama. Yeah. You know? And I was the oldest, so that's just what I did. I said, I, I'm not doing bodybuilding anymore. I should have been home. And I was real hard on myself, really hard on myself. I mean, Yeah, it sounds like when it. I, when I say hard on myself, for six years of my life, I gave to bodybuilding and personal training, right? I didn't eat the wrong things, ate the right things. I was on a straight and narrow because I was always doing competitions about every maybe seven to eight months. You would train for a competition and then you would do like a cluster of shows around that peak time that you're peaking physically, right? So I was always in train mode. If I wasn't ready for a show, I was in off-season training. Off-season training then went to show training. So I gave it up. What the hell? Just gave it up. I started to eat anything and everything that I could, right? I was really destroying my body and I've, I didn't realize it at the time, but I was depressed. I was destroying the very thing that got me to be where I was through hard work, dedication, and consistency. Just gave it up. Ate anything I want. Um, I must have been in a, a donut coma for just having one donut <laughs> and a Slurpee from 7-Eleven, right? All that sugar rush from not having right. anything like that. Just, oh. Yeah, your body just goes. Oh, Can I ask, why, sure. why did you take that out on yourself? What was going on for you that you felt you deserved to be punished for the sudden death of your grandmother? Because I knew that my grandmother wasn't well. And instead of me mm. prioritizing family and my grandmama, I chose to stay on my training regimen away from my grandmama. And in doing that, I felt guilty of the fact that I was not around and I wasn't there when I knew she wasn't healthy. So that ate at me for like about a year, but about six, yeah, six, six, to, six months to eight months that ate at me, that I should have been there. I should have been home more often, but I was training and you just go through that whole cycle, right? Sure. Yeah. And then to just see my dad break down the way that he did, just like threw me in a tizzy because I've never seen my dad like that before ever in my life. As time passed, you kind of like, get your wits about yourself, right? And you start to come around. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll try to get back into it. Because I always said to myself, like, if I was to retire from bodybuilding, I'll never go back. And I thought at the time when I quit, now, hear, hear what I say, I quit. I didn't just say I'm retiring. 
I quit. So at the time, I quit. At the time that I was going to get back into it, uh, I met someone, got married, and went down that happy life of marriage and good food and the whole nine yards. So I never went back to it. And it just was like a chapter in your life that you just close. You put the book on the shelf. Mm -hmm. Even though the book isn't finished, right, right. You put it on the shelf, right? So every now and then when you walk past the shelf and you see the book, oh, yeah, oh, I never finished that book, but oh, now's not the time, okay? So we get to where my dad dies and how my dad was always my biggest hero. And he was my biggest cheerleader when it came to bodybuilding, right? Never missed a show. No matter where that show was, my dad was always there. Always. Wow. He never missed a show. Wow. When I tell you he didn't miss a show, he didn't miss a show. My dad would travel back and forth to Indianapolis to see every show that I ever did, and he would travel back home. Never missed a show. That's remarkable. So, you know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So my dad passes in 2014. So I said, okay, even if there was an inkling of me wanting to see this through again in life, my dad's not here. So I'm done. As life goes on, uh, the universe started to chirp in my ear. You're not done yet. You're not done yet. I would just, like, I would brush it off. And then people, in a serendipity type of way, would say little things to me from time to time. And as I got more into my podcast, I was like, sometimes things are being said to you for a reason. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Don't go off of what you thought before. Go off of what you're feeling now. And just in, in different avenues of my life, people would say little things to me, little complimentary things to me. And it had me thinking. So we get to the point where I said, okay, over the summer of this year, I said, I'm going to do one show in memory of my dad, because now the universe is really chirping in my ear. It's really like saying to me, you need to do this. Now is the time. I put it out there on social media. So there's a documentation of it, something that I have to be accountable for, that I will train for 365 days after being away for 21 years to do wow. one show and to say goodbye to my dad mm. and to finish out that chapter of my life. It's a one and done show. I will train and I will become show ready for one show 21 years later. So now there's that challenge of, am I going to be show ready? Am I going to have the consistency and the dedication to do what I did before now. But then there comes that point where you just don't overthink it. You just do it. It doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter if you've got people who think that just because they can't do it, you can't do it. Right. Yeah. So now I'm on a mission. And the cause behind it is, one, to say goodbye to my dad because he was my biggest fan and to be at peace with that chapter of my life of bodybuilding. But the bigger portion of that is I want to show my listeners and I want to show people who I connect with that no matter where you are in life, no matter how old you are, it's not about the fact that you can't do it. It's about the fact that you're not putting the positive energy into it, mind, body, and soul. So I'm going to show you through my example, and my example would be bodybuilding, that you can do whatever it is that you want to do. You just haven't been dedicated enough to get it done at any cost. So there you go. It's interesting how you you mentioned about the serendipitous conversations or comments. And I think that's important to recognize 
that whether you want to call it your calling or work not being finished, those nudges are important because those are the things that kind of guide you into either finishing something and or starting something like your podcast. Yeah. And yeah. what a beautiful dedication to your father. And I'm curious when your show is. What, what's your date? I don't have a hard date at the moment. What I do have is a month. I want to be show ready by June of 2022. Okay. Now I have between now and then to figure out what show I'm going to do. But before I can put a hard date on a show, I need to be ready. So right now it is about taking this next uh, nine months and be ready physically, mentally, get back in the grind of what it took for me to be where I was before and make it happen. No excuses. Leave it all out on the stage. And that's my world. Okay. So I'm not saying everybody go, go out and do bodybuilding. Right? <laughs> so, so, so take, take the meaning behind what I'm saying and apply it to whatever it is that's in your journey in life. Right. Sure. Mm -hmm. You can be wherever you want to be, but are you ready to grind for it? A lot of people say they want a million dollars, but are you willing to put forth the work ethic to get a million dollars? Or are you trying to just hit it through the lotto? People say they want this type of car. They want this type of house. They want this type of job or, or they want this type of financial freedom. O okay. Beautiful thing about the universe is that it will, it will open up the resources for you to be where you want to be. It really will. But are you honest with yourself enough in the mirror to say that nothing will stop me from getting what it is that I want and being where it is that I want to be? If I got to stay up late, I stay up late. If I got to get up early, I got to get up early. No excuses whatsoever. Okay, you got to be to work at eight. I'll be at the gym at 530. You, you see what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what you're trying to do in life. What I'm saying to you is let my cause and this whole journey be an example of if you want something bad enough, get up and grind for it. Because at the end of the day, the only excuse that you will have is just yours. You can't say nothing else about anything. If you didn't get up and do every single thing that you could to make your dream come true, then that falls on your shoulders, nobody else's. And be honest with yourself about that. Because at the end of 365 days, I will have nobody to have an excuse for if I'm not show ready and I step up on that stage, just like I said that I would and hold myself accountable, but myself. So that goes with my diet. That goes with my workouts. That goes with everything else that I need to do. I can't blame it on anybody else. So there you go. If I may add one observation and caveat to mm -hmm. that is life sometimes does present you with circumstances where you do need to, as you so eloquently expressed why you laid down, you know, that dream of pursuit for 21 years. I hear that term grind a lot. And while I agree with it, I also know that sometimes people are going through things in life, whether it's health issues or familial issues or fill in the blank, where those take precedence. You know, Absolutely. I, I wanted to just kind of put that in there, that grace and mercy for kind of other things that might take priority at the time. Absolutely. And certainly so, not taken away with, with what you shared. So what I just want to add to that is, is that the mindset that I'm talking about, like right now, goes with the exceptions. 
Okay. But sometimes, not everybody, but I, I'm going to speak to at least a portion of people. They take the extreme exceptions to be the norm exceptions. Okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you have family issues, absolutely. Family comes first. Trust me. I, I eat my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Okay. But those are the like extreme exceptions. If you have kids, something happens, lost a job. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Those things take it. So I'm not even like on that wavelength of like adding those in to what it is that I'm saying. But if you're not in that category of having those type of extreme circumstances, then I'm talking to the people who just don't want to get it done, but want to talk about it. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. And thank you for saying that. I just I think it's important because there's so many messages out there of just and I I don't believe you're saying this, Jimmy, but there's so many messages of just get out there and grind. And someone is going, my husband just left me. I haven't worked in 20 years. I've got four kids. I'm trying to figure out how to feed them to homeschool them now that there's a do do you know what I'm saying? I mean, and they're going, someone's telling me that just get out there and grind no matter what. I think it's important to also just present that, yes, certain things take precedence and deal with those. And then when those are taken care of, you get back into what you say that you want. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, if you want a better life, then that should be where your grind should come from. And if you've got kids that you need to take care of or things of that nature and you need to provide for them then there is still the avenue to say, I'm going to make a better life for my kids. Oh, sure. Figure figure out what that entails and then put your grind, quote unquote, energy into making that happen for the betterment of your kids. There's always a way that you can tie it in. And I just want to make sure that, you know, I'm not putting out like the wrong message, but I know of a lot of people who, I don't want to say this. I know a lot of people take one situation and use it as an excuse to not further themselves. Sure. And if you are having challenges in life, absolutely, you need to figure out how to get beyond your challenges. Absolutely, you do. That is your priority. And whether it's you personally, or if it's family, if it's your health, absolutely. But beyond that, for the ones that just want to talk about it and never really do it, those are the ones that I'm saying, you need to put your excuses to the side and just get it done. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. And I don't think you were putting the wrong message out there at all, Jimmy. I I was the counterbalance to maybe someone who might be listening going, I just got out of bed. That's what I can do for the day. And then tomorrow, maybe I'll actually take a shower. (laughs) And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Breathe and realize that you have another day given to you to do something positive. Okay. Maybe not to the extreme that what we've been talking about, but I do wake up every morning thankful that, yeah, I, I'm, I'm living and I'm, I'm able to breathe another day. Especially now, Jimmy. Especially yeah. now. I mean, literally and figuratively, the breath of life when we think of what this virus is, that if we wake up and we have another day, the breath of life, we can put our feet on the floor. We are blessed beyond measure. So I'm curious. Let's talk about music for a moment. If there was a soundtrack to your life, what would be on it? And why? Mm, the soundtrack of my life. Da da da. <laughs> yes. Uh, the soundtrack of my life. Wow, that's a good one. I don't know that I would have a soundtrack 
per se, um, because my life has just been so diverse over the years. But I can tell you some of the songs that would be on it, and maybe that could then be the soundtrack of my life. Yeah. I would have a few songs from Andre Bucelli. Mm. I would have a few songs from the Eagles. Yes. I would have a few songs from Earth, Wind, and Fire. Most definitely. I would have a few songs from Morris Day and the Time back in the 80s, Prince, uh, Maze featuring Frankie Beverly mm. uh, back in the day. Um, oh my goodness, there, 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 there's, there's a, a whole category of songs, but those are the ones that stick out for certain reasons at certain chapters of my life. And you could put all of those and they would be like, oh, okay. This is where he was in his life. And oh, okay, this was the vibe here and so on and so forth. But, you know, I'd, I'd say the top three would be Andre Bucelli, uh, Earth, Wind & Fire, and More Stand in Time. Yep, there you go. Love how eclectic that is. And it's so interesting. Some people I ask that question to, and it's very, very eclectic, like your answer was. And I don't normally comment on each person and or group, but I um, love all of what you mentioned. I had the opportunity to see Morris Day in Time and Prince and Sheila E a couple of times back, in, as you say, back in the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I saw them live. Oh, gosh. Was it Long Beach Convention Center? Also, the Forum, if you know Los Angeles. the, Los the Angeles, infamous, yeah. Yeah. Where, Boulevard. where Lakers used to play. So, well, finally, Jimmy, not the most important question, because you've shared some really beautiful and strong and heartfelt and motivating, insightful stories. But, and I will have this in your show notes. How can people get a hold of you? Oh, thank you for asking that. So you can go to the website, which is www.sexycoollounge.com. You can uh, be connected with the Sexy Cool Lounge vibe on Instagram at Sexy Cool Lounge. The podcast is pretty much all over. You can find Sexy Cool Lounge podcasts on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, uh, Google. And uh, yeah, if you ever want to email uh, anything, you can catch me at sexycoolloungepodcast at gmail.com. Well, I have no doubt you are going to reach your 5 million people, and I love that that is a goal for you. And I will also be holding a good thought that your goal for next June is absolutely going to be actualized. That means no more donuts, <laughs> no uh. more donut comas from Slurpees and Donuts. Although, you know, once in a while, gosh, we got to, we got to treat ourselves. Although I don't know if that's a treat, right? I was, when I wake up the next day after quote, treating myself and I go, this doesn't feel like a treat. (laughs) I know, right? I know. Yeah. So thank you for joining me and for being sexy, cool in my lounge today. (laughs) Nice. I really appreciate it, Jimmy, very, very much. And it's been a pleasure to, you know, getting to know you a little bit more, being a guest on your show and certainly seeing how you're blossoming and, you know, a lot of good things look like they're coming your way. And I think now that the Florida Keys are on my bucket list and probably Mm -hmm. some others, we have other things to look forward to. Absolutely. Thank you. And thank you for having me on your show. Thank you for the invite. And uh, thank you for just giving me an opportunity to um, 
have my voice heard on a different platform that it probably would not have been. And I know that there's a reason why the universe uh, made that happen. So I'm thankful for that as well. And I hope that uh, your listeners uh, can take away something positive. No doubt. Yeah. This episode. And I hope this won't be the last time that we connect and vibe again. Absolutely. Thank you again, Jimmy. Thank you. I'd also like to thank the following news outlets for the use of their clips and so aptly painting the picture of the fear that we're facing during this pandemic. BBC, PBS, Now This, UNESCO, and Some Good News. I especially want to thank Joel and Luke Smallbone, otherwise known as the group for King and Country, for allowing me to use an excerpt of their song Together, which could not be a more hopeful and inspiring song for such a time as this. Finally, I'll leave you with the following from Proverbs 23:18. Surely there is a future and your hope will not be cut off. Thank you again for joining me today. Feel free to offer feedback or a story idea at 19stories at soundsatchelstudios.com. Visit my website at soundsatchelstudios.com via Instagram at Cheryl Holling VO. I look forward to sharing more stories on the next episode of 19 Stories from Fear to Hope. Until then, stay healthy and hopeful. Together with our differences, together we are bolder, braver, stronger. So there you go, guys. I hope you really enjoyed my conversation with Cheryl at 19 Stories from Fear to Hope. Uh, was really cool sitting down and just being on the other side of the microphone. If you guys want to find more episodes from uh, Cheryl, definitely check her out over at CherylHalling.com and all of her podcast information is in the show notes. So please show her some love, give her a follow. She's doing some really great things in this universe and bringing some positive energy and good vibes only as well. All right. And as I always say to you guys, as we sign off, love yourself, love yourself enough to radiate your vibe, y'all. And never forget that even though we do not have as much as others, we still have more than others. So continue to put good vibes into this universe so we can always get good vibes back. I'm Jimmy Ivey. Thank you so much for everything, y'all. Thank you for being on the journey. And I will see you guys on the next episode.